T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thank you guys so much for listening uh you can find us almost every place you can find podcasts apple Podcasts, google play odyssey app stitcher omni tending to the fan.com instagram.com slash beers on us is our main hub follow us there dm us there all that good stuff and uh, we're also on Twitter at Beers on Us Pod and Facebook.com slash Beers on Us. Our personal pages, I'm at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on both Twitter and Instagram. Holla. Just posted a pic with his uh, lovely partner who had her birthday yesterday. My Today? boo. Shout out to my girl. Today? Yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. We're uh, recording this on Wednesday the 1st. Yes. The 31st. Uh, so, before we dive into the fresh hop beer that is in front of us, which oh, I'm no. very excited because this is only going to be my second and third Fresh hop beer that I've had in fresh hop season so far. It's only my third and fourth, so I'm just slightly ahead of you. Um, we had an episode that was supposed to go up. An absolute amazing episode. On Friday of last week, we went to Berlick. Mm-hmm. Remember, for those of you, by the way, for those of you who came out to the watch party, to the watch party, to the release party, thank you. Release gathering. Gathering. Sorry. Party in quotes. It just, party sounds better. I know, I know. It was not a party because of COVID. Uh, but uh, I met about seven to ten of you guys that I hadn't met so far, and a mm-hmm. couple of a couple of you guys who I have met did come by, which was awesome. So uh, thank you guys for showing up. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the beer, and uh, we'll enjoy the process along with us the next four weeks doing the same thing. So what we did, though, is we brought the equipment with us on Thursday when we had the gathering. And we have, I was like, let's play it by ear. Like, do you want to really record an episode, or do you want to just talk to the listeners and just hang out? And the second we both sat down, we kind of got the, let's just hang out tonight. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. well, let's not like make a whole scene and do the episode here. And like all these people came to come see us and they're just like sitting around while we have headsets on. So we were going to go back on Friday and do it the next day. So we went back Friday morning. It was 11 a.m. Uh, we recorded an episode. We chatted with Corey, who was is a brewer there and was was the main brewer on Beer of the Week this year. Uh, we chatted with Rick, who is co-owner. And uh, had a really good interview with him, good segment with him. We tried the beer. We also tried a, before it was ready, fresh hop beer as well. Nugs. Yeah, fresh hop nugs. And uh, we chatted about Rick's Revenge, mm-hmm. which was the beer that was supposed to be beer of the week, but uh, something got messed up in the brew process. and in they, the grain build, yeah. Yep, and they turned it into a... <clears throat> Hazy pale. Yes. And uh, so that was on there, and they they were pretty happy with it, too. One last second chance. Although Rick said he was not going to do it again, so I <laughs> laughed about that. A.K.A. Rick's Revenge. Yes. Um, we did a whole episode for you. It was fantastic. The recording went great. 
everything worked. Yeah, I I had a lot of fun. We got there right at eleven. Did it right as the as the pie hall opened. You know, we had some beers, talked to it. It was it was excellent. So I'm going to put the blame on myself for what happened next. Although it's probably more of just bad dumb luck. So we get back to I get back to the station after that because I had to come to work mm-hmm. and. The way I have to upload our podcasts is there's a micro SD card in the back of the podcaster. You take that out, you put it into an adapter, and then you put the adapter into an adapter that connects into the computer. (laughs) Oh, boy. And uh, I have all of that stuff at my desk. Like, I've done it a a hundred times at this point. And so, take out the micro SD card, pop it into the adapter, plug it into the computer, log into my name, and nothing happens. Usually, it pops up like, would you like to open up the folder? Yes. When you open up the folder, all the files that we've recorded are on there and you, you save them over and you change them and you edit them and all that kind of stuff. Nothing happened. I went, oh, well, because I did it before I logged in, maybe it didn't register that I, I plugged it in. I think this is where the mistake came in, although the IT guys told me it, it could have just been ready to go anyway. Instead of doing the eject hardware safely, I just unplugged and replugged back in the adapter plug that uh, that does it. Again, nothing happened. Okay. So this time I ejected the hardware safely. I restarted the computer. I plugged it back in. Hey, something shows up. A window opens up and it's two files that have weird names that don't mean anything. And I go, uh-oh. And then it says, would you like to format this micro SD? And I was like, no, don't format it. Thankfully, I know enough about computers not to format it. Because when you format it, it resets everything. And so that's where I went, oh boy. And I'm sitting here, I'm pissed. Because it was a great episode, you know, it was, it was just one of those, like, I was so happy to have done it. And, uh, I go to the IT guy, I was like, Hey, this micro SD, I don't know if it's corrupted or if it's just the adapter I was using is broken. I don't know what's going on. He puts it into his laptop directly without an adapter. Would you like to format the micro SD card? No, I don't. And he was like, okay, I, I can try to figure out a way to fix this. And I guess there's programs where you can try to save files on corrupted SD cards he comes back to me like 45 minutes later. He goes, it's dead. And I just sat there and I was like, cool, 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 Yep. And I called you and you were just like, you were pissed too. I mean, it was just, it's, it's. I was on the way into work too. And I was like feeling good. You know, we had done this great episode. I was on the way to work to get my day going. And it's infuriating when you have good content that gets lost. I think that's kind of a thing that's a, it's, it's an expected casualty when you do things like this and you go on location and you've got technology mm-hmm. and you know, things happen. Is it my fault that I unplugged it without safely removing the hardware? Maybe, you know, they say that that could corrupt it, but nothing was happening. Yeah. So I didn't think it would even register that it had plugged in, but either way, uh, the plan now is we will do our every seven days t- trying of beer of the week. And then for the 28th day, we will go back to Berlick and we will do an episode as a recap of the tasting of this and uh, this way, it's it's not. I think the big thing when you're doing this, and this is a little like inside baseball, a little bit, a little behind the curtain. But there's a magic to the first time you do it, mm-hmm. and if something gets lost, you can do it again, but it's not the same. Right, right. And and for like us on our end who do this stuff for a living, like it's funny, Mike. You are totally in radio mode right now. I am. Yeah, you don't know it because oh, you, okay. you've been. We you just got done doing prime time. Yeah, and. You are in total radio mode right now because you're a professional. And like us as professionals, we can do it, but you can't say the same thing for guests. You know, it's very much, guests are very much in the moment, 
in the environment. Some guests are nervous. Right. Some guests are nervous. And when you ask someone to repeat something, you know, lots of times some of those little finite details slip away. Or like the little like, interesting back said, and forth. Yeah, I've already yeah. said this to you. So you already know. And so it, it, it was it was a tough ask to try to go and recreate. So I think this is this is a good plan. We still want to give our great friends over there some love. We'll get Corey on. So we'll talk about, you know, we'll talk about the process and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then we'll just kind of go there. It'll be in 28 days, so there'll still be some fresh hops. So we'll throw some fresh hop stuff in there as it is the month of September as we are sitting here with two Zeugel House fresh hop beers in front of us. Ooh, okay. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. And then... Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, so if you haven't had a chance to head out to Berelick yet, uh, these are available for home delivery or in cans only um, on I was site. Just, I was just saying, the, the reason I'm telling you're in radio mode, look at my levels and look at your levels. Well, I, I know, because you're just in it, bud. You're okay. in it. This is, I'm not talking trash. I'm okay. like praising you right <laughs> okay, now. Right. Yeah, yeah. This I'm, is just, great... I'm confused. That's no, all. no, it's a great thing. I'm just like, damn, Mike, you're like in it right now. I'm way <laughs> into it. And I've well, only had be, one beer before It's because we never record this after I've been on the air. Exactly. And I'm just <laughs> trying to enjoy okay. the experience because I- Hey, I, you listeners out there, enjoy Radio Mode Mike. I didn't realize <laughs> it was a thing. But. I'm getting ready to go out of town tomorrow for the Again? weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's Jesus, Labor Day, dude. dude. <laughs> Labor Day, man. I'm going to the Gorge tomorrow. I've been out of town like every weekend <laughs> for four months. Well, that's what COVID does. <laughs> Patrick takes a summer. And so, like, I've been running around. I've been, like, doing laundry and packing at the house and working at the same time. So, normally, I like to have a couple beers before I come in and do this. But uh, today, I only had one. It was mm. Fresh Hop Wander Jack, which mm -hmm. was absolutely incredible. Uh, but yeah, so I'm still trying to like get my juices flowing. Hot corner is going to be great tonight. I'll yes, tell you that. Uh, we, because we're keeping the vibe rolling here because we're recording in between. Um, anyway, so if you have not had a chance to get beer of the week, head out to Berlick. They are selling it in cans. You can also get home delivery through them as well. Uh, they made a little bit more than they made last year of our beer of the week. So you should have a little bit more time to get it, but it is still only, uh, it was still only a limited amount of beer that they made. So if you want it, you should go get it and uh, drink along with us like you did last year. If you did it last year, if you didn't get a chance to do it last year and you thought it sounded like fun, do it this year. Uh, I think it'll be very interesting to see how hazies change because I have no earthly idea. I had an idea with West Coast IPAs, but with hazies, uh, I have no clue how that's going to change. Right, right. I'm really excited. You know, I mean, we'll we'll talk about hops, obviously, as we did last year. But I think what will be fun about this is Corey did a really good job breaking down yeast. You know, and we'll ask him again when we bring him back on. But now that he's broken down that and we've heard that, now we have a little extra knowledge going into it that yep. we can share with y'all. Yep. So uh, that'll be our Beer of the Week today, of course, is uh, the, the seven-day mark of Beer of the Week. And, uh, and yeah, so drink along with us, and we'll get to that here in a bit. In terms of our Week in Beer outside of the episode... I mean, I bought after our 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 gathering on Thursday. I bought a four pack of Oktoberfest, and I bought, I bought two four packs of Oktoberfest, and I bought a four pack of the Noble Stout, which I love from them. Yeah, you do love that beer. It's a great uh, it is oatmeal a great stout. stout. We did that as the beer of the week uh, last year for the first during the canning run. Yes. of beer of the week. Yes, we did. Uh, so I've had a couple of those. Those have been great, and uh, I also tried. Boy. I'm going to forget the name of the brewery, and I'm so sorry about this because I had it yesterday and I was distracted and I forgot to look. There was a really cool can art uh, Russian Imperial Stout that was from San Diego Okay, that I had. It was at Market of Choice, 
And a lot of the times when I have stouts from out of state, they are way too sweet. Mm. They are way too like fake flavor added kind of stuff. Palettes are very different than Northwest palettes. Yeah. And I mean, there some stouts even in the Northwest fall victim to that too, but we have a lot of really good quality stouts in this area mm. as well. So I, I always give it a try. I'm just a little nervous to do it. And I had one stout that I got that I just, it was, it was too sweet. It was too much. Yeah. And, uh, and then this one, it was, it was really good. And I haven't had a Russian stout in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of like old Rasputin sure, as the sure. classic Russian stout that yeah, you would the get. Standard. And you, that's all across the country. And that's, and it's, it's kind of like a dry stout, but just more flavor than a dry Irish stout. Big body. Yeah. But it still has a good, like kind of bitterness at the back end of it. This was really, really good. I really enjoyed it last night. So um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find the can. The can's in my recycling at home. I'll, I'll pull it out and I'll, uh, I'll tweet it out at the at the Twitter account tonight, and I'll say this is the beer I was talking about. Cool. And uh, and yeah. So that was my weekend beer. Other than that, that was that was about it. My weekend beer is at the uh, Berelick party. Uh, I think I had five boots of Oktoberfest. You kept going back to the well. Uh, I had a little bit of beer of the week. We were spoiled. We got some the day before, so I'd already had it. Uh, and I was just, I, you know, we laugh and joke about Fresh Hop and we will spend a lot of this month on Fresh Hop, uh, as it is that time of the year to showcase the wonderful agriculture we have here in the Northwest. It's kind of how I'm looking at it now. Um, but I am so all in on Fest beers this year, uh, that I couldn't stop drinking. I don't think it was just cause it was in a mini boot. Uh, I think the, beers, that was a great selling point. I think though. the beer is just damn good. I mean, I bought two four packs and i haven't touched it i'm going out of town and so i'm taking them both with me so Mm. i'm excited to dive back into that pace yourself because you're going to drink all eight of them in one night yeah i know i know i gotta be careful and so so my weekend beer you know we did that i've been trying to kill some stuff that we that i've had in the fridge kind of lingering i had some stuff lingering from my last rafting trip not much but a few like some sun river rippins some three creeks crowd pleaser ipa and then I had some little bit of grains beer, and I had a four pack of volatile substance in the fridge. So I mean, how was going the that. Three Creeks, by the way? You know, not bad, not bad. We had lunch there, and I had their Mexican lager. Mm-hmm. And it was solid. I mean, I really only know them for the Five Pine Chocolate Porter. Yeah. Or they're like double chocolate, which is what, 10 pine? Yeah. Beyond that, I don't really know much else about them. I felt the Crowd Pleaser IPA was good. I mean, I think they still make a little more maltier IPA. Uh, than what I prefer, but I thought it was solid and I really enjoyed it. And then I ran into a situation in which some of the cans of my Rippin and Three Creeks, so I know it's not a brewery thing, when I got back to the house, the cans were squishy. And I opened them and there was no carbonation. Whoa. And so me and the lady were talking about it and we think there might have been an elevation situation that the change in elevation from going from Bend to Portland might have messed with the cans. That's nuts. I can't describe it because it was two different breweries. One brewery that I don't know very well in Three Creeks and one brewery that I know really well in Sun River. But they're both breweries that when they're delivered to the Portland area have to go through the same elevation change all the time. I have no other reason. to. I have no other answer. Hmm. So it was strange. Interesting. Uh, outside of that, uh, just uh, I'm on the I'm on the Fresh Hop chase right now. I was at Bridgetown earlier and had Fresh Hop Wander Jack from Breakside. Shout out to them. That beer, good God, was absolutely amazing. Mm. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I'm normally on the Fresh Hop <clears throat> chase, and I just I had I forgot to say I had the Ex Novo Elliot Fresh mm-hmm. Hop, 
Uh, that's the only one I've had so far, and I saw it on the shelf and I grabbed it. But normally I'm like every time I'm like look look look, mm-hmm, and I'm like mm-hmm. oh that's right it's fresh hop let's have it now. Uh, that smelled amazing. Mm-hmm. I felt I like, loved the aroma. I felt like the hop flavor fell a little flat on that one though. I kind of agreed with you. I didn't think it was a bad beer. I think I think what X Snow, if anybody's out there, you know, shout out to Ryan Buxton and the crew over there. If there's anybody listening from the X Novo crew. I think what it is is you guys have just set such a high standard for us. You're the first ones every single year. Usually they are dank AF. Yeah, it is like I get this like big like watermelon character, whether it's Centennial or Amarillo, because I know they've bounced back and forth to those. I remember my favorite way to describe it is like it tastes like I'm eating the field. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so grassy yeah. and so herbal that it's it's it, it this one it was just, it was a good IPA. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying the hop character that I'm used to getting in the mm. Fresh Hop Elliot was not the same. Yeah, I think it's just you've set us up for these, you know, taste memories that we'll never be able to fulfill. That I thought the beer tasted great. But yeah, you start thinking, you're like, oh man, not as good as last year's. But, you know, I you can't know that. Like our palates change over the year and techniques change over the year. It was still good. But yeah, I agree. I agree with you. All right. So. What do we have in front of us? We got two fresh hops. One's in the glass already. One is waiting for us. Uh, these are both Zogelhaus. Both Zog- <laughs> Zogelhaus. Both Zogelhaus. Yes. Both Zogel. <laughs> both Zogelhaus beers. Zogel known for uh, making more unique fresh hops uh-huh. than some other breweries in uh-huh. the area. Zogelhaus Fresh Hop Kolsch is what we've got in the glass. Ooh. And then a favorite of both of ours. Fresh hop. October, October fresh. fresh. Yes. So we got those. I figured I'd, I saw them on the shelf. I figured we'd sneak a peek into this as we are going to talk a little fresh hop throughout the year. And maybe we use this time now to talk a little bit about fresh hops. Uh, sure. For the year. To. I mean, we just had a pretty long intro, so we could also do that next week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, I, I, weeks, we don't so. got to keep it long. I just meant in the sense, you know, we always like to follow along with fresh hops. We've done this. What is this? Our third fresh hop season. Yes. Right. So we like to keep some of that on. I'm working on. Hopefully getting somebody from Crosby on the podcast to talk a little bit about Fresh Hops from their point of view. Um, I'm also interested in trying to find somebody that does Fresh Hop on Hot Side. Okay. Um, which I happen to work with a head brewer that does that, friend of the show. Who has been on multiple uh, who times. Who has been on before, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look around and see if there's somebody different just to give different perspectives and not sound too much like a homer. I just want to try to use Fresh Hop this year. As Although, to be fair, we haven't had Mike on for a, long a year time. and a half, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to kind of, I just still want to kind of look at, you know, the agricultural side of Fresh Hops and then also the brewing side of Fresh Hops and get a little more. And then come into October, uh, kind of like what we did with Kevin last year. You know, we talked Fest Beer with Kevin Davey at Wayfinder last year. I'd like to find somebody else to talk Oktoberfest with just because I love the style so much and it's kind of hidden behind fresh hops this time of year. Yet I was at Bridgetown earlier and they had a whole shelf of different fresh hops mm. or uh, sorry, different, Oktoberfest. different fest beers, you know, Rosenstadt and, and, uh, and Wayfinder. And I know there's others and Zoigel and, and some other stuff. Probably Heater Allen. Yeah. Uh, Heater Allen, Bobtoberfest is out and, uh, you know, October Fest from Bear Lake. And so I don't want to lose the Fest beer situation in Fresh Hop. I want to try to tackle both. All right. Well, the one in our glass right now is the Kolsch. It is the Kolsch. Which is interesting to me considering it's not a particularly hoppy 
style of beer in the first place, <clears> which is really what I want to see more breweries try to do is use fresh hops and just regular old beers that have hops in them mm-hmm. and see how see how it affects it. So when I think Kolsch, it's not a style I drink very much of. Ditto. When I think Kolsch, I think of crisp, refreshing, light, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl sitting outside. But a touch more body than like a Pilsner due yes. to its like ale situation. Um, when I smell this in particular... I don't get really any fresh hops in the nose at all. I get, I get, yeah, I get that ale meets lager characteristic, like a classic Kolsch aroma. What I think, and this could be, this could be wrong. This could be, this could be me looking for the fresh hops in the beer. What I think that's doing is it's kind of adding a richness to the body. There's a little bit, like when I, it's a, it's a little bit more full body than Kolsch's I've had in the past. Now you say it has more full body than like a Pilsner, so maybe that's mm. just me having a bit of like a. Uh, just an effect of thinking of trying to find something that's different. But to me, this is much richer than a Kolsch normally is. I don't know if that's from the Fresh Hops or not. Uh, Let's see. This won a silver medal at Oregon Beer Awards and other Fresh Hop Beers category because there's two of them. There's Hoppy Beers and then there's uh, non-Hoppy Beers. Uh, Let's see here. Zoigo House Fresh Hop Kolsch is brewed the same as in Cologne. With all German malts and yeast, the Fresh Hop version has a massive blast of Tetnanger hops, from our friends at Goshi Farms in the Whirlpool. So that is hot side. We fermented slow and cool with the authentic Kolsch yeast strain brought back from our brewmaster studies in Germany, crisp with lightly fruity aromas and that oh-so-special aroma and flavor of fresh hops, a year-round sessionable German style. Cool. Well, what are you, what are you getting out of this? I you know, f- I, I feel like I, I this is a style I'm having a hard time even trying to describe myself. So You know, I really liked the conversation we had with Rick about fresh hops in non-hop forward beers. And I think you have to kind of pull your mind separately. You have to kind of take off your IPA hat Mm -hmm. and you kind of just have to look at it. You almost have to take fresh hop out of your brain. Because what I get with this is just a poppy, jazzy Kolsch. Something that's kind of saying, what's up, dude? Like, let's party, let's be here. And I think that's what the fresh hops do in these non-hop forward styles is they just make this base recipe that Zeugel House has been great with when it comes to their Kolsch, their Fest, their Pilsner. You know, these guys are a, are a lager powerhouse in this town. And I find it, I'm getting a little extra hop character in the palate, but I think, you know, kind of like what we talk about with Strata all the time, it's just bringing the room together and making the room the party and i think it's just accentuating some of those malts some of that yeast characteristic and that's what i get really excited because as you and i are starting to drink more and more lagers or lager-esque in this case with a kolsch as we are you know our palates are evolving and our palates are changing that we are not only becoming more have more affinity for these but we're also kind of starting to break them down a little bit Mm -hmm. and this beer i think just keeps together I do get a little extra hop character, a touch green, a touch grassy. That's kind of what I was thinking. State. Yeah, I was thinking that's the one thing there is, uh, at least for me when I drink beers of this of this style. There's not really like a flavor that stands out to me. It's just more of like a this is crisp and refreshing, and there is touch fruity. There is a flavor Almost in this, like an Italian pilsner style. Yeah, there is a flavor in this that is coming out. Uh, I wasn't going to say grassy in particular, but there's something that's very fresh. Mm-hmm. 
that is at the top of it. Maybe it's like a melony kind of flavor. Yeah, for lack of a better term, a fresh flavor. Right. Uh, I, I didn't mean it. I know you didn't. To, I know. to borrow from Fresh Hop. I know but... you didn't. That's that's why I was kind of trying to say, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. It just, it pops it. I like the term jazzy. I, I, I didn't think about it. It just kind of popped out of my head. But it's got a jazzy kind of feel to it. The second beer here, we just poured it into our glasses, is the October Fresh, which is uh, one of this podcast's favorites of the last few years. Uh, it, it, it it sits in the annals, you know, fresh hop, hop forward beers. I mean, that that's a tough conversation to have. Um, but between fresh hop ESB at Berlick and fresh hop October or an October Fresh, <clears throat> excuse me, from Zoigel House, those two sit pretty high on my list. Of my favorite consistently made fresh hop, non-hop forward beers. Uh, Breakside does their Sterling Pilsner. Um, That's always really incredible, too. Uh, And, you know, I mean, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it, like you out there listening, you guys know this. a, A lot of it is just about personal style and personal favorites. Like, I love the style of Fest. So if you're going to... You know, Vienna lagers, Hellas, you know, those are like my go-to lager, lager beers. If you, if you already make that in a really solid way and can find a way to make the beer pop, I'm in, I'm in. Here's the description on the side of the can. Marrying German malts and yeast with freshly picked U.S. grown Hallertauer hops. Hallertauer. Hallertauer hops called Abiqua in honor of. The Native American name of a local river. The aroma is amazing. Is that correct, Abiqua? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to see it. Uh, October Fresh is a once a year labor of love. Deep orange in color with the Munich malt, which provides a rich and distinctive aroma. October Fresh starts malty, but ends crisp and refreshing. The wet Abiqua hops lend a mild spiciness Mm. and delicate floral note to this autumn brew. Prost! Yeah, I think this, just just like the Kolsch, I think this beer just pops. But like the Kolsch, got a little haze to it. The... That was the most interesting part. Pouring it out of the can, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Hello, fest beer. That's hazy kind of, yeah. cloudy. <clears throat> I wonder if that's coming from the, the hops a little yeah, bit, Yeah, that's going to be your little like hop creep, hop haze, mm-hmm. whatever people want to call it. It looks less hazy in the glass than it did pouring out of the can, which is always interesting to me. And, the, the spread <clears throat> out of it in the glass makes it a little less hazy. You know, and this isn't just a testament Two places like Zeugel House or when Berlick does, you know, their fresh hop, non-hoppy beers. And I know Occidental does stuff and things like, oh, that's the other Fest beer I saw on the shelf. Does that kind of stuff. Uh, but it just is a testament, not just to the brewers, but to the fact that, like, this Kolsch, they got Tetnanger hops from Goshi, which is a Willamette Valley hop farm. I mean, we're so spoiled in the Pacific Northwest to have such great crops of Citra, Simcoe, Mosaic, Amarillo, Strata, like you you know, you name the hops, the galaxy, the trendy hops and stuff, like we can find those. But it's also amazing that there's Hollertau, there's Tetnanger, there's Saz, there's all these different hops that you can use in loggers that are used in loggers that are still so amazingly useful when they're fresh. That breweries like Zoigel and and the rest of the the lager crews can still find ways to really make the hop shine. I will say that I agree that this is an Oktoberfest that just <clears throat> pops more. But one thing that's very distinctive about it to me is at the back end of the sip, it lingers way more than a normal mm. Oktoberfest mm. does. 
And I, I'm curious if that's a little bit of the fresh hops kind of hanging out in your palate a little bit. There's like a it. I mean, they say the word spicy. I'm thinking more like it's a bitterness that hangs out at the back end, whereas that normally doesn't happen with an Oktoberfest. There's more of like a caramely smoothness normally. Let me ask you this. Do you like it? Yes. I like it too, but I wonder if I like it because I am, and I'll let you you preach on, on your flavor profiles, I think I like it because I'm an IPA drinker. And IPA, good IPAs that I love have that lingering effect. Yeah, I think I... Uh, so, so lagers, for me, my favorite lagers, like Freem Japanese lager, which I crush all day, doesn't have a long lingering aspect to it. And that's what I love about it. But maybe I would love long lingering from a lager because I love it in IPAs. I think for me, it's a little bit more of a... It's, it's the same idea, but it's a stout thing for me. Mm-hmm. If I get a really good dry stout that lingers at the back end, I love it. Or if I get a really good uh, barrel-aged stout that has like a spiciness to it at the back end, like there's a a cinnamon adjunct in it or something, or even just the barrel quality itself mm-hmm. lends a little bit of that like woody smokiness at the back end, I love it. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast at all consistently, I talk about the wanting to go back and get another sip multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I talk about the average person orders 1.75 beers, and I'm trying to move that to 2.25. Right. Yeah. Um, Oktoberfest is not my favorite style mm-hmm. like yours. I enjoy them. They're malt forward. I enjoy malt forward beers. But there is a, there's like an overly carameliness to some of them where I'm just kind of like, that's eh, a little, a little overdone it, for I me. I get it. I get it. Okay, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. And this kind of helps to dampen that down a little bit because the I, I'm assuming the fresh hops are kind of counteracting it a little bit. So once again... Wow. Some hot palate talk. This beer, this October Fresh every year, man, it is so good. Gold medal, Oregon Beer Awards. Speaking of awards real quick, before we get to beer of the week, uh, shout out to everybody that did well at NABA. Uh, North North American American Beer Awards uh, were were announced the other day, and like usual, Oregon, and uh, shout out to my company, Grains of Wrath, that did fairly well there, too, cleaned up. Nice. I mean, I didn't see any of that. So, Breakside walked away with two hundred medals. You know, like they always do. And is it is it a case of that kind of helps prove the point that we have the best beer here? Like, does Oregon just slaughter there? I yeah, they do. I think it's a little common, little column A, little column B. I think Oregon Oregon does well over there um, because I think the judges gravitate more towards Northwest style. Okay. So I think it's a little bit like, yeah, we make damn good beer here, but we're also kind of preaching to the choir. So it's almost like, where are the awards held in Idaho falls? Oh, so it's like, they call them mountain judges. Mm. You know, they're like, they're judges from kind of around that area. And so, you know, and I know some people locally that go out there and judge there as well. That I think it is heavily influenced by us in the Northwest. And I mean the greater Northwest. Like talking about inland Northwest, which is eastern Washington, the Idaho Panhandle, and western Montana. You're probably getting a little Colorado, Wyoming up in there too. And a little Utah and northern California. Um, anyone can can get. Napa's the second biggest competition in America. So what you're saying is Cold Smoke won an award. Probably. <laughs> damn right. Go Cold Smoke. I'd want to try fresh hop cold smoke. Ooh. Do you think they make that? No. 
I'm going to call them. Probably not. And I'm going to say, look, I am a co-host of a barely listened to podcast (laughs) that one time had your beer and was turned around on Scotch Ales, and I think you should fresh hop it, and if you don't do it, you're dead to me. And they'll say... Okay, bye, weirdo. <laughs> They've already clicked. Click. <laughs> they already clicked. Way they hear that. co-host. Click. <laughs> oh, you're not even the host. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> All right. So there's the first two fresh hop beers that we will do over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, let us know if you found any interesting fresh hops on the shelves, and we can go try to find them for ourselves for the podcast. Instagram.com/slash beers on us. Coming up next, though, day seven of the new beer of the week. Hazies. How are hazies going to change? As they age. That's next. Beers and us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time. Literally here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. That was a great pop. One of the all-time pops. I would say that's pretty high up there. That sounded really good. Um, Desk pop. (laughs) If you've seen the other guys. Uh, okay, so this is going to be day seven for us. So technically, we did have this on day one. Yeah, let's let's run it back real quick. Let's uh, uh, some of the notes that I found the first time I drank this beer was uh, obviously the look of it, the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is it's got that block fifteen kind of haze to it. It is not a true hazy. It is a unfiltered it hazy. Is, yeah, it is not opaque. You can kind of see through it but not see through it sort of thing mm-hmm. uh as we've always described in creation of this beer it was meant to be a hazy ipa for non-hazy ipa drinkers correct and aesthetically i think it's great the hazy the the way hazy should be made in our opinion kind yes. of right we we tasted it we felt uh first off the aroma is fantastic right yeah the now. hops are just bursting just at you. bursting out of it and we noticed while we were while we were tasting it Corey said this and i talked with travis the day before and we kind of came around that we feel this beer is still a little quote unquote green yeah there that was it needed a little bit of time to kind of gather the hop flavors that you wanted out of it and which and we learned from beer of the week last year you liked it what day 14 yes that was you and i was day 21 yes right is that how it was so, i think so so clearly we like a little bit of age you know obviously you don't want to drink ipas too old but we like a little age for that to grow i my big characters in the flavor profile uh, good residual bitterness. We had a nice conversation about perceived. Damn, I wish we had that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I felt there was some really nice perceived bitterness, and I got a lot of kind of like ruby red grapefruit that not only was in the flavor, but also gave me a little bit into the bitterness. I'm a heavy grapefruit drinker right now, like grapefruit polars. Things like that, grapefruit seltzers, things squirt. like squirt. I love squirt. I had some squirt today. Don't tell my lady. Um, so I'm really into the grapefruit flavor, and uh, that's what I got from this, which is naturally going to just really make me gravitate towards it, not only in flavor but in bitterness too. Uh, I don't. I'm trying. Did I say melon? I think I. I said, think you said melon. Yeah. There was like a honeydew melon kind of thing going on for me in in the flavor, and I think I think that's kind of what I got because the haziness of it kind of tempered down the bitterness a little bit. So, you know, the smell was amazing and it it tasted very similar to last year's West Coast IPA we did because it is made with the same hops. However, the the palate was so soft, the the mid the mid palate of it that it 
the bitterness just faded really quickly, which is the idea of a hazy IPA, a much less bitter IPA that still kind of gives you the hop flavors that you want. Mm -hmm. Initial thoughts on this, pouring it into the glass, the nose was just, I mean, it was even more prominent than it was the Mm -hmm. first time we had it. I poured it and I was like, whoa, yeah, there's some danky hops in here. Instantly new. And Corey was talking, you know, like as, as we're talking about yeast and stuff, that the yeast is just giving you a lot of those esters and giving you a ton of the flavor. Obviously, the hops and malts contribute to some of the flavor, but the yeast is going to really drive a lot of that flavor. And it being so fresh, I think week one, it being so fresh, or day one, I should say, being so fresh, you could really sense that yeast kind of popping. I do think, too, uh, in terms of a criticism, on the early part in terms of it being green was it did feel like as I was getting further down into the glass, it kind of lost a little bit of that distinct hop character. And it was a little bit just more of like a regular beer to me. Um, at least on that first day, Mm -hmm. it kind of felt like it, it, it lost some of the pop, uh, at least as I, for me, as I got lower down. Now my first sip on this uh, drastic's not the word I'm going to use, but there is a much more distinct hop flavor in this on day seven. And it it is still the same flavor to me. I am getting a lot of melon, mm-hmm. but I can see where you say grapefruit off of it because mm-hmm. I can I could kind of taste that as well. You get the huge nose, and then you get the sip, and it it's just right there. You take that first that first sip on your tongue, and you're getting that hop character, what whatever it is that you're tasting on your palate, it's right there. And again, like last week, it smooths out really well. But I want to say the smoothing out process is a little bit less disjointed. It's just it's just one fell swoop of a sip. Well, I think what's interesting to me, and I think this is this kind of plays into why when we were at the release gathering, uh, I didn't drink a ton of it. I felt when this beer was fresh, day zero, day one, it felt really full to me. Yep. Like not in a bad way, not in a heavy way, not in an over heavily way. But it, it felt full to me in a sense. It was filling. Of, of this is why I don't drink hazy IPAs. Like I loved the bitterness. I loved the aroma. Great flavor profile. But it felt a little too much for me. You know, you know me. I love really dry hoppy beers. And I like a little more, a, honestly, a little more sweet lagers. It's like this really weird pendulum swing. When I taste this right now, the body has very much mellowed out without degrading any of the hop character or the esters that the yeast is providing. It's like, it's like chilling out. It's like it walked into the party saying, Hey, let's do this. Let's get wild mofos. And then an hour later was just kind of like, yeah, man, climate change is a serious situation right now. <laughs> this sounds like Patrick Harris on a Friday night at Bridgetown Beer House. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, and dare I say, I am really excited to see this beer in another seven days. Dare I say, this might be exactly where I want it. It is quite good. Uh, I think that's what you're saying is kind of where I say there's a a less disjointed transition into the body. Boy, so fruity. Like it a really stone is. fruit, grapefruit passion fruit like nose just a wow i think that's kind of what i was having problems with in the first day drinking it was it was rich and i like rich like yeah. i go out of my way to get rich foods mm-hmm. because i'm i i love it i'm fat and um <laughs> i am fat and uh you aren't fat Mike. no i know i'm big bone thank you no you're not even big bone Thanks, mike Mom. you're just a huge dude man <laughs> i am a big guy yes um and uh 
this is it's it's just a more natural progression into mm-hmm. the body. And I mean, it feels a little more balanced. Now, to be fair, this is a half glass. Mm-hmm. We're not drinking a full pint ourselves. Well, that's what that that and I'm kind of glad that's how we're doing this right now because I found the first time we drank, we had this the day before. We got a little sneak peek to it. It was hard for me to finish the can. Yeah. And it's not a, a knock on on the brewing process. It's more of a testament to where my palate is and how I drink hazies. This, where it is now, I feel like because it's toned down a touch, feels a little more spread across the board evenly. This I can I can put down a, a full pint, no problem. So, Maybe even go back for another one. So so far, if we're going to compare it to last year's experiment, we're seeing a similar transition from the hazy as the West Coast. Good call. Where for day seven, it just became more floral. The hop character bursted more. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it's different because it's a hazy. I, I, we weren't even thinking about like the heaviness of it last year, but. Uh-huh. Uh, it it, it kind of it's a similar at least the hops are acting similarly. I'll be curious to see how the body of the beer changes over the the twenty eight days. I think that's going to be more interesting for us in this sense because I think the hops will probably follow a similar pattern. I agree because they're the same hops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'll be curious to see how the body changes and how the the feel of us drinking it changes over the course of twenty eight. Because yeah, day one was this is rich, and now this is like. This is really, really crushable. It was rich, but it was also still explosive. Mm-hmm. And now it feels a little less rich and maybe not that like annoying explosiveness, but that like sexy explosiveness. Mm. Like when someone walks in the party and they're like, it's like, it's, it's like, uh, it used to be, uh, what's that guy from, uh, Eastbound and Down? Oh my God. The, 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 the main actor. He's yes. in Tropic Thunder. Oh, this is the end. I know. Yes. Oh my God, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at names with people. He's got like curly hair, mullet. Yep. Anyway, anyway, move it on. It feels like he just walked. The first time we drank this beer, it felt like he walked into the party. Yep. You know, my favorite record line, scratch. Yeah, my favorite line from Tropic Thunder is "Mother Nature just pissed herself." <laughs> it feels like that's how it was on day zero, and here at day seven, it's like. Brad Pitt just walked in, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, damn, the cool guy's here." Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And he's eating because yeah, he's always eating. He's eating, and you're like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And he's like, "Nothing, dude. Dude, I just saw the craziest thing and tells you a great story." That's where this beer is right now. Well, let's see what random actor we can compare it to next week, huh? Oh my goodness, <laughs> you've already started to trend. We, we can't, we can't walk out of here yet. I have to know this guy's name. Oh my god, I know. I'm, I'm really. You should know. I should. Yeah, dude. I feel like. You should. Why? You're better at this stuff than I am. I am? Danny McBride. There you go. I feel like you're better at this stuff than me. I'm terrible at like actor names and character names. Oh, okay. That is not a strong suit of me. All right. I've become more of a movie guy later in my life here, but for a while I didn't even see a ton of movies everyone's seen. Mm -hmm. So that's just not my my jam, man. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see who we are next week. Maybe it's like Leo. It's like a little too cool next week. <laughs> Maybe. Like, oh man, Leo walked in. I have to leave. Um, or it's like uh, Freddie Mercury or something. Yeah. Oh, you're like, whoa. <laughs> I'm not leaving this party. Right. Right. And then day 28, it's like Tom Cruise walked in. All right, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I love the movie, dude. But will you just get away from me? Uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, comment, wherever you find this podcast. It helps us out in download, of course. If you've missed any of the ones in the past couple of months, go back and listen to them. 
and uh, just it, it helps it helps us out a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, if you have if you have the beer in front of you, let us know what you think about it on day seven. DM us Instagram.com slash beers and us. If you have yet to do it, no big deal. Just uh, grab it when you can and drink it along with us when you can, or hell, pound the four if you want right away. I would. As long as you're supporting Berelick, that's cool. There's still some available, so it's not too late to grab some. Don't forget, Berelick does have home delivery. So if you, you know, if you're staying a little more conservative on the COVID front, Berelick's got you. Their home delivery service is fantastic. They just don't do Sundays anymore because it's the Lord's Day. Uh, no, it's just because they don't do Sundays. Anymore. Yes, and uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week with more fresh hop stuff for you. This is just going to be 2021 freshies number one, and we'll probably have three or four of these this year. So uh, drink along with us. Let us know what you think, and we'll see you next week. Kinsey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.